Welcome to Comically Comics, your one-stop listen to all things comics. We're talking books, movies, TV shows, video games, and more. I must forewarn you, though, we are a spoiler cast, and what that means is we consider all properties, past, future, and present to be valid, and we will spoil the hell out of them. I'm your host, Michael, along with my two co-hosts, Richard and Jeremy, and with all that being said, let's get started. All right, it is January, Sunday, the 21st. That's wrong. It's Sunday, January 21st. Let's try it that way. That's much better. Flows a whole lot better. (laughs) We are finishing up What If Season Two with the last three episodes, starting off with what if Hella found the Ten Rings? Uh, in this episode, Hella is banned quite like Thor was in the very first movie, but during Win Wu's reign back in whatever year that was of our Lord. So, what is y'all's well mean for this episode? <laughs> so, mine was pleasantly whelmed. On the lower end, mainly because like the first half of it, I was just underwhelmed. I, I like I was like, this is taking forever, and I just was like ready for it to be done with. But it, <laughs> to me, it towards the end, it it kind of picked up, and I I enjoyed it a little bit more. All right, then, Richard. Uh, honestly, I was whelmed to pleasantly whelmed by this episode, more so on the whelm side. It was okay. Yeah. Like Kohori's episode, I like the idea. The core concept of it is cool, but it was just weirdly executed. Uh, It's basically what if Thor won, but with Hela with a little bit of Shang-Chi sprinkled on top for flavoring. (laughs) (laughs) That Asian zest on there. Yes. (laughs) The Asian (laughs) allspice. In true comically comments fashion, I was pleasantly whelmed by this. I enjoyed it. Oh, I think this has some of the best lines in it than any of the other episodes up until now. They just cracked me up. They were funny. And like, I understood what you were saying, Jeremy, because like at the beginning of it, I was interested in it. And then when she like after she couldn't pick up the helmet and she gets closer to Tallow, I was like bored with it. Yeah, but then when she went back to go fight, I was like, "Back in it!" So I was like, "All right, here yeah. we go." <laughs> yeah. So I was like, "Up, down, up." Yeah. So yeah, uh, the lines that I'm talking about, the ones that I wrote down, one was that power is not of this realm. I thought that was really cool. Talking about the ten rings that when we had, oh, I yeah. felt like it kind of confirmed what everybody's been talking about as far as the rings are. They're I always thought they were from Kang, but apparently they're not. So maybe they're from some other realm or something like that. Yeah. I still say they're McLuhan technology, but who knows? <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's comic book accurate. So she puts on the red dress that Winwood provides her. And she says, at least your blood won't stain when I slit your throat. And I was like, oh, that's that's pretty dark for a Disney Plus thing. <laughs> and uh, there was there was several other things she said that was just sarcastic, like um, yeah. it's not the first ass that I let lead into battle or something yeah. like that, or followed into battle. I was like, this is great. Talking about the little guy, the little yeah, uh, horse. Uh-huh. Yes, yes. Who's got an ass for a face, mm-hmm. and vice or, versa, or a face for an ass, face for an yeah. ass. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Because she, she was like, oh, I'm sorry, I thought I was talking to your face. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what are some of the stuff that y'all enjoyed? Or didn't enjoy, apparently. Uh, well, I think like uh, mine kind of concurs with yours as far as like, I mean, I I was enjoying it there towards the beginning, but it was just the, yeah, it was the journey of getting to there that just seemed to drag on a little, a little long. But um, I, I, I feel like it was 
Hela being Thor, but being like a more witty Thor and not as like stupid. Uh, what's his name? The the director. I can't ever say his name. Like what's it? Yeah. Not him, not bleeding all over it, basically. Like, just <laughs> like that. It was just, it was a proper, like, comic, comedy in there, not every other word, basically. <laughs> the irony is that Hella was in Take Watiti's movie. <laughs> oh, I know. Right? I know. But this one was just like, not, not overly done. So <laughs> she was done so dirty in that movie. Like, oh, yeah. I thought, I, I love the actress that played her and I, I just love the way the character was done in that movie. I wish I wanted to see more of her. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Kate, uh, Kate Blanchett is the actress that plays uh, Hello. She voiced her here too, didn't she? Oh yeah. Uh, Jeffrey Wright, once again, is the watcher. Kate Blanchett, Jeff Burgum was Odin, which real quick, one of my notes as far as that, really? that's a terrible Odin impression. It does mm-hmm. not sound anything like fucking Anthony Hopkins. Oh, it fooled me. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Fedor Chin was Win Wu. Let's see here. Lauren Tom was Jali, I guess is how you say. Idris Elba was Heimdall. Oh my God. Yeah, there wasn't a lot for this one. Not uh, basically, they spent it all in the like, last two episodes. Anyway, uh, <laughs> what were you going to say, Michael? Sorry. Oh, I left at Heimdall. Getting Idris Elba back is Heim. Like, oh. why? Why spend that money on him? <laughs> I don't like no offense to Idris Elba at all. Like he, I love him as an actor. He's done nothing wrong that I know of. And a lot of the stuff he's done, I've, I've enjoyed, but I just, he had like two lines. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he had about as many lines as he had in Thor 1. Yeah. I was about to like, say, he had two <laughs> lines. And honestly, I, I was like, you could probably just reuse them from like Thor <laughs> one, two and three and just splice <laughs> them together to make it sound like he, he was at, like, you got him back to record, which who just knows? Piece him. Yeah. Maybe they did do that and then just credited him anyway. Yeah. He's got the money for not doing any work. Yeah. Well, for Wicker, he already did. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So. And he pulled a uh, uh, Maria Hill. He pulled a Colby Smulders. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I liked that we, uh, for a very brief second, because it's one of the places that I've been wanting to see and we never really have seen it out of the nine realms, is Hell. Um, we got to see it for like a very split second at the beginning of the episode when Odin banishes oh, yeah. Hela to hell. You see it for like a split second and then it's gone. But yeah, uh, yeah, I had the note about the Ten Rings being mentioned from another realm. I I laughed out loud when they recreate the scene from Thor 1 when he's trying to lift the hammer in the rain and he can't and he's like screaming into the sky but they do it, you know, obviously with Hella because it was just very like goofy looking and dramatic, <laughs> like overly dramatic. My funny note was when Wu wants that dummy mommy, he wants to be stepped on. He wants to be spanked. Like he is into that dummy mommy. <laughs> Oh gosh. Yeah. yeah. He really was. Like he was just all about it. I was like, oh, this is it's kind of awkward. Yeah. But, I mean, I guess he, he wanted that red dress to blend into his red room or something. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I wrote down uh Morris just in all caps with exclamations. I like that, but mostly because of the uh the the Mandarin, if you will, uh Trevor, Trevor Slattery, 
Oh yeah, yes. yeah. I kind of hated all the stuff though with with Hello, like talking with Morris. I don't know. It just like she kept hammering home is like he has a butt for face. We get it. It, it just. Yeah, there was a few jokes that I liked. I liked the at leading an ass and or ass leading me into battle. That was quite funny. But there was a couple I was just like, okay, we get it. He's got a butt for a face. Um, <laughs> my biggest complaint, though, is Odin does a complete 180. At the beginning of the episode, he sends Hela to Earth to learn mercy. Yeah. And then when she shows him mercy, he says the line, since when does my daughter pass on a chance to end life? And it's like, um, after she decided to show you mercy, you know, that the thing that you sent her here to learn, <laughs> yeah. wasn't that the whole point for sending her here? <laughs> he was shocked. <laughs> <laughs> and my last note, honestly, for this episode is when she becomes Hella the White. <laughs> it, was, uh, uh, yeah. it was very Gandalf the White. It was yeah. like, I am Hella the White. I've come back to you now at the turn of the tide. <laughs> 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 You you almost had a transformer thing going on there for a second. I was waiting for you. But... I am Optimus Prime. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you know my biggest complaint: the Enchanted Forest just went straight. Yeah. Oh it, yeah. No, no she didn't have to do anything. There's no turns. Yeah. There's no turns. Yeah, that's true. I didn't even pick up on that. Maybe it's because Morris was with her. No, Morris was with them. That's, no, that doesn't work either. Yeah, they were just lazy. They're like, we're not animating twists and turns. That'd have been so much more exciting than like, what happened in Talo. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. They put too much animation into her trying to pick up the helmet. So. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I did like the joke about her, the like Chekhov's fire knives, about how like, you know, she's learning how to like move the wind to move the pedals or whatever. And then she's like, yeah, it'd be a lot cooler, though, if they were knives or on fire or both. Yeah. <laughs> and then she gets to use them later. I, I like that moment. Cool. Y'all got anything else? Nah, no, that's it for I me. I'm good on that one. All right. Then. Here we go. What if the Avengers assembled in 1602? 1602 was a comic book series written by Neil Gaiman. And this is the story of where Peggy is brought into the 1602 universe. Peggy Carter to help stop portals from opening. So, whelmings for this. I, I'll say, uh, this one I was pleasantly whelmed. The yeah. fuck y'all say? God bless it. <laughs> Please continue, I'm sorry. <laughs> I mean, like, it was, the only thing I didn't, I wasn't crazy about Loki and Thor in this one. Either one of them, really. They were just kind of, the way they were written, Just I just didn't like it, really. <laughs> And um, but also like I had to look up to make sure if that was Tom Hiddleston, like because oh, yeah, at first it, it sounded perfectly like him, but I had never heard him scream like that, like whenever <laughs> he did in, in this, and it just I was like, is that really Tom Hiddleston? And it was. I was like, oh, okay, but, yeah. I mean, it was like I was again. It was one that was like more to the like lower end of pleasantly whelmed, but it was yeah, it was still pretty decent. Cool, Richard. Uh I was pleasantly whelmed by this episode. Uh, or excuse me, I was pleasantly to overly whelmed by this episode. <laughs> More so to the overly whelmed. <laughs> I really enjoyed this episode a lot. It had some interesting ideas and twists on characters. Uh, there was one twist that I saw coming from a mile away, but I didn't know if they intended it to be that way or not. Uh, but for the most part, I really enjoyed this episode. This episode, and honestly, the first episode with Nebula are probably my two favorites. All right, then. <laughs> Cool beans. Here it comes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
Drum roll, please. <laughs> oh, I don't have that. <laughs> yeah. I'm like utterly whelmed, slightly whelmed. Like, no, just I, I fell asleep during this episode. <laughs> That's funny. This, this to me was only to drive like Peggy's story. To, to what's going to, you know, we're going to see in the final episode here. Like, that's all this was. And I was just like, ah, I'm done. I'm done. Yeah. I liked, part of me, I liked trying to figure out as far as, you know, seeing how they brought the Avengers, had them kind of oriented that, to this, yeah. to that time frame. I did not pick up that that was, uh, that that was happy for a little while. Me uh, either. <laughs> until like, I don't know, midway through, I was like, wait, is that happy? And then, and then, like the whole going ahead, I didn't quite understand or get like where he was the Hulk too, like Hulk Hulk Hogan. Like they had that character model, <laughs> right? I guess right? they had that three D character model, and we're just like, we'll plug him in there too. We got John <laughs> yeah. Favreau; he's going to voice him. We'll just plug him in there too. Yeah, we'll, we'll tie it back to that. Like, yeah, yeah. I which I mean, like I said, kind of threw me off because I was like, I don't, I mean. That wasn't always the plan, but I mean, I guess again that this is a what if series thing. But I don't. I just, I was like, I just didn't understand how that happened necessarily. That he was had Hulk. So, yeah, I didn't either. I, uh, I, I assumed maybe they wanted Abomination, but the guy that does the voice for Abomination didn't want to come and do it. I know they could have gotten someone to do an impersonation, but maybe they were just like, well, we'll just use Happy Hogan again. Uh, I too didn't realize it was him until there was like a meeting and then he gets mad and he kind of turns purple and and Thor says something about like, calm yourself, Hogan, you know, your affliction or whatever. And I was like, oh, it's happy. Yeah. Yeah. I, the thing that I like the most about this episode is just the twist that they do with all the characters. Like I like that. (laughs) I like that Loki is a a thespian. He's a Shakespearean actor (laughs) just because. Tom Hiddleston more than likely is a thespian. I mean, he uses the the line, you mewling quim to uh, Natasha in the first Avengers movie. It's a very like Shakespearean kind of like language back then. Uh, what else? Uh, I like the, the, like they use the yellow jacket, like the Royal yellow jacket yeah. guards and, and uh, whatever. Steve Rogers is the Robin Hood Though I don't like, uh, what is it, Roger Hood? Roger Hood. Yeah, no, I know. It, I, I specifically wrote down the note. It was like, Roger Hood? It doesn't have the same ring to it. No, yeah. I, I put Roger Hood, LOL. I liked it. <laughs> um, Bucky uh, has like a fully automatic, uh, like machine gun crossbow. <laughs> the Destroyer is like a giant suit of armor. The Red Skull's an executioner. The Hulk being the man in the Iron Mask, which yeah. is he? The, uh, do y'all know the story of the man, or at least like the movie adaptation? I don't know the full story, but yeah. Anyway, the, the movie is like he's like a twin brother to the king, and what I'm getting at is like, did Thor put Hulk in the Iron Mask because he was like the strongest Avenger? Is that the reason why he's in the Iron Mask? <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, yeah, but like. So one thing, one thing I didn't, another thing I didn't quite understand either. And again, it's a, it's a little comic series, whatever. But you're in a day and age that Stark doesn't, you know, have the technology to do all his stuff, but yet you have all the technology to do Ant Man, yeah, and Yellow Jacket. <laughs> yeah, it's a merging of the future and the past together. So that's why there's some technology, but not. Yeah. 
that's what uh, she says to the watcher at the beginning of the episode when she when he's like, wait, you can hear me? And then he's like, you don't understand this world. And then she's like, yeah, the past merged with the future or whatever. And he's like, okay, maybe you do understand it. <laughs> and oh, yeah. Rogers talks about it like, that's the twist that I saw coming from a mile away. I'm like, it's going to be Steve. Yeah. It's going to be, the forerunner is going to be Steve. going to be Steve. And they're going to have this like, whatever, like, oh, I can't be with you. Goodbye thing again. And of course that happens. And I was like, what a shock. And I don't know if they did that intentionally <laughs> Or what, but that was the weakest point for me. But anyway, you see Steve when he talks about him fighting Thanos. He hit the time stone, and I guess it caused the future and the past to merge together into one. Mm. I think the other reason why I like this, and I know it's it's very loosely based off of Neil Gaiman's 16, Marvel 1602. Matter of fact, I have some stuff about like behind the scenes a little bit about that. But anyway... It feels very Secret Wars. This episode and then the last episode feels like Secret Wars to me. Like Jonathan Hickman's Secret Wars. So I think that's why I like it. Because we just get to see like a weird, otherworldly, like Marvel MCU kind of thing. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> you said you had some behind the scenes stuff? Yeah, I do. So this episode was inspired, obviously, by the Marvel 1602 limited series run written by Neil Gaiman. However, Gaiman himself was never consulted in the making of this episode. This episode was initially conceived by A.C. Bradley, uh, one of the main writers for the show. I don't know if she was the head writer or not. As a version of the Avengers in the Victorian era, which Bradley pitched in order to, to get hired for What If. When the episode was pushed to the second season, it turned into an adaptation of Marvel 1602 inspired by the successful What If episode with the zombies and it focused on, or excuse me, that focused on the friendship between Captain Carter and the Watcher. This episode was inspired by the Holodeck episode from Star Trek. Holodeck episode? It's when the Holodeck one comes to life. Oh, okay. That was that Next Generation yeah. episode, wasn't it? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. That makes sense. That's pretty cool. Probably watched like two episodes of Star Trek in my life. (laughs) (laughs) Dang it. Wrong one. (laughs) (laughs) The other thing I liked, uh, Tony was like, the, the, I had some like really funny moments. I like when uh, the Hulk smashes through and says, signal, signal, signal. (laughs) I thought that was really funny. (laughs) <laughs> and uh, when Tony shows off the weird like device and the screw falls off and he's like, ignore that. It's decorative. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. And I like seeing him. Uh, they That's that's one thing I feel like they really did well on this. What if is just getting Tony's banter and wittiness or whatever you want to call it, like his personality there. I, it was always fun watching him. Yeah, I think Richard said it back when we were doing the yeah. Iron Man crashed into the Grandmaster. Yes. Or the writer for Tony did a really good job. I agree. Yeah. Like they they've been pretty spot on with, with Tony, how his dialogue. Yeah. Yeah. The last thing I just wanted to talk about slightly is just they got fucking like again, this episode and the next episode. They got everybody back just about except for Tony. Yeah. And uh, Tony, Natasha, and Cap, they didn't get back. But like, uh, what is it? Jeffrey Wright, The Watcher, Haley Atwell, Peggy Carter, Samuel L. Jackson, Nick Fury, Elizabeth Olsen was Wanda, 
Chris Hemsworth was Thor, Tom Hiddleston was Loki, Mark Ruffalo was Banner, John Favreau was Hogan. Uh, I think this is where we get into the Mick Wingert was Tony Stark, Josh Keaton was Rogers, Paul Rudd was Ant-Man, Sebastian Stan was Bucky, Benedict Cumberbatch was Doctor Strange, and then Lake Bell was Natasha Romanoff, and then there's just other people that they're credited as additional voices. I wonder why, like, they didn't, weren't able to get, like, Robert Downey Jr., like, is he just didn't want to, maybe, or, like... He probably cost too much, I would imagine, even in voice. <laughs> yeah. Well, it seemed like, I mean, the, some of the other ones that they got were pretty, I would think, are pretty high-priced. I mean, Benedict Cumberbatch, I, I would think he was a, he'd be a higher-paid one, at least. They already have contracts with them, though. Yeah. Oh. They'd have to start all new contracts with... Oh, yeah. That's Evans and Downey and... And they they probably still don't have a great relationship with uh, Johansson. Yeah, I'm kind of wondering oh, that yeah. as well. After she's supposed to be producing something, possibly, but yeah, yeah. Oh, to about like what happened to her, or uh-huh. yeah, really w- with the uh, the whole. Remember when COVID was going on? Um, yeah, they released Black Widow on streaming. And they used that as an excuse to not pay her, essentially. And then she yeah. had like a lawsuit and was like, no, you got to pay me. All right. Yeah. So anyway. Yeah, I imagine. But, you know, money talks. <laughs> if they yeah. throw oh, enough money yeah. at her, she'll be like, oh, yeah, I'll come back. Well, and like I said, she's rumored to be a producer on a possibly a Nomad series or something like that. Mm. But that's just rumors. Mm. Uh, so, but it's been, it's stuck around. Yeah. I have nothing else for this episode. Do y'all have anything? <laughs> I mean, I do, but it seems like you just want to move on. <laughs> no, no, y'all, y'all are carrying this. Y'all are doing great. I'm, uh, okay. I'm listening to y'all and enjoying it. So yeah, I, I, you know, I mentioned Loki at the beginning of the episode. He plays Hamlet, and um, I just think that's really funny. Uh, he makes some jokes about like uh, he has a skull, and Peggy ends up like stealing it. And he's like, "Oh, that's my York," and then she like uses it, and he says something like, "Oh, poor York." Anyway, that's a line from. <laughs> From Hamlet, uh, he's also talking about a th- the the play Othello, and he mentions that he's going to be playing Iago, and how like it's all about Iago. Iago is the main antagonist. Um, he's basically trying to get uh, Othello killed. It's funny because like that's essentially what Loki is to Thor is right. Iago to, to his uh, Thor's Othello. I thought that was a funny joke. Those were the jokes that just didn't land with me. Because I was like, why? What? I don't know this play. I don't, I don't, what does he keep? Like, he brought it up like two or three times, like trying to tell different people about it. I was like, I'm sure there's something here I'm supposed to be getting, but I'm, I'm not. (laughs) Yeah. I'm, I'm not that smart. Google is your friend, Jeremy. Google is your friend. Yeah. But see, but then you miss it. Like, I mean, because then I was like, oh, okay, that's what I was supposed to laugh at. But I'm not laughing now. Because <laughs> I missed it. I was saying, if it's, if it, you have to explain it, it's not funny then. I, exactly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, I, yeah. I, I understand. Like, if you have to explain the joke, the joke is no longer funny. But I don't yeah, know. And then, it, I mean, it's more on my fault that it's not funny than theirs, obviously. It's just, I'm just, I'm, uh, yeah. I'm not that, yeah. <laughs> that's not my area. I think Jeremy just came out and said he's not well-versed. Yeah, I'm not. <laughs> uh, the the last thing that I have is uh, Peggy Carter can apparently hear the Watcher, mm-hmm. which I'm wondering is that like after you've spent so much time around the Watcher, you can hear and see him sometimes or... Well, 
considering the next episode we're going to talk about, Peggy Carter's a bad bitch and can do a lot of shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, I'll be honest with you. This uh, this last episode was like, man, someone is just straight up writing some fucking fan service for Peggy Carter. <laughs> I know. Well, that's what I was thinking too. Like through this, I was like, it's, they got to be getting something ready to do for Captain Carter, like some kind of movie or something, prepping for her, getting all hype around her or something. Yeah, I feel like maybe, but I, I would love to have seen her just. Like one time, just do whenever the watcher would like come up behind her, just do the whole like punch backwards and just smack him in the face. Just like, <laughs> like, just would love it. Yeah. <laughs> just shut up and leave me alone. That's it for me. Oh, okay. <laughs> cool. Do you hear me? <laughs> yeah, I'm good. All right, then. On to episode nine. Sure. Uh, what if <laughs> Strange Supreme intervened? Oh, uh, Strange gets right. Peggy to help him. What? What? Yes. It's almost <laughs> like they did that on purpose. <laughs> yeah. Strange gets Peggy Carter to help him with a potential threat, or so we think. This is the finale of season two. I think it's interesting that, like, to really understand this episode, all you really have to get is what? Three, four, four episodes? No, three. What are the episodes are you referring to? So you got to get the the Kahori episode. You have to have seen that one. You have to have seen at least the 1602 episode. This is where Strange comes in to talk to, to Peggy Carter. And then to understand the 1602, which I guess you don't have to watch it, but then the uh, the Peggy Carter fights the Hydra Stomper. Oh, yeah. episode just to know that she how she got to 1602 and then yeah. from 1602 to get to this episode but you still don't think you have to because it's what if I mean so yeah they do a good job at the very beginning of the episode kind of explaining a little bit but because uh what's his name the watcher Owatu talks about whatever her friend when they were like the guardians of the multiverse but I was thinking even last season you'd probably need to watch the Strange Supreme episode and then the other two oh, yeah. Guardians of the Multiverse episodes to understand that. But I mean, I think they honestly, I think they do a good job, but I don't know. I, I'd have to like show somebody who hasn't seen it and been like, did, did you make hells or tail, uh, heads or tails of this episode? <laughs> I guess my assumption was based off somebody already having seen season one. Oh, uh, okay. And like, it seems like there was a lot more connective tissue in season one comparative to season two. Yeah. We're like, you need to have seen several episodes to see that team kind of come together. Agreed. For that last episode. Whereas this one, I feel like if you've seen season one and then you watch two, maybe three episodes of this one, you'll understand the ending of this one. No problem. Yeah. I, yeah. I would agree with that then. If we're going to going under that, that assumption, ugh, I can't talk. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's a lot of callbacks as well, which are really cool. So, but before we get into all that, what are y'all's whelmings with this episode? Uh, I was like pleasantly to overly whelmed on this one. Okay. I, I really enjoyed it. I enjoyed seeing Strange. Wait, what's he? What is he? Supreme? Strange Supreme is what yeah. the, all the wikis call him that. I got you. So, yeah, I liked bringing him back in. Uh, I liked seeing all the different characters that came in there, which I, I was like, well, there's a lot of people I don't know that I should. <laughs> No, but who <laughs> exactly? <laughs> and I mean, I I loved watching uh, 
Peggy doing all the infinity stones and oh. everything like that. That was that was kind of kind of funny. So kind of cool. All right, Richard, what is your overwhelming illness? I was uh, so all the other episodes. I think I'm like I'm this whelmed to this whelmed, but more so on this whelmed. This is the one I firmly plant into the pleasantly whelmed category for this episode. Uh, this episode had a lot of action and just a bunch of cool things that we've never seen. It was like a child playing with his toys. It was like, and what if Peggy got all the cool weapons and then beat the bad guy? <laughs> That's great. I remember doing that shit as a kid. Yep. Uh, so, so uh, I'm I'm with y'all on this one. Like hey. I'm pleasantly to overly whelmed. <laughs> It's so nice to finally meet up with y'all at the end. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just had to, had to work our way around there. Right? No, I love the the connective, but not necessarily all connective tissue of this. And I love the, the story of it for the most part. And I'm always a fan of, of Strange Supreme. I think he's got a very interesting story as well. Yeah, I don't know. It was just really cool. Like Richard was saying, it's very action-packed. There's so many call-tos to other things, and how they dealt with those other things was fun and exciting, too. So... I think it was really just all boils down to the the magic popped collar that kind of got you there. (laughs) (laughs) Is that what it was? I got to be honest with you. When he was in the first season, I was like, don't trust that mother... That man's collar looks evil. Like, don't trust that motherfucker. (laughs) Right? Yeah. Oh, and he's definitely got a deficiency. Have you not seen the darkness under his eyes? I'm just yeah. saying, like, <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> got like scurvy or something. <laughs> so I'm assuming that the way that I took it there towards the end was basically he was like possessed by all the creatures that he had consumed in episode one. Like his intentions were to bring back, um, what's her name? Christine. Christine, the doctor, Christine, yes, but it seemed like it seemed like because they wanted back, like once once they left Strange's body and they wanted back in it, like they wanted his power, they wanted what he had, and were kind of possessing him at some point in time. I think he. So my take is that he absorbed all those things, like he absorbed all everything from his universe, essentially. Anything that had power, he absorbed it. I think we remember seeing it was like the Dweller in Darkness. Um, The first one was a fucking gnome. (laughs) Oh, Uh, yeah. He was going through, yes. Devouring everything. Right. And But I think that was the living embodiment of his grief. Yeah. Because he even talked about how, like, my grief has taken me over. So I think somehow all those creatures and stuff is, like, the living embodiment of, like, him, you know, him mourning the loss of his love. So I don't know if it was necessarily like a demon that possessed him. It just took the form of a demon, the Balrog. That's what the note I wrote down. Another Lord of the Rings reference. <laughs> <laughs> from from the lowest dungeon to the highest peak, I fought the Balrog. <laughs> anyway, that's what the, that's what Peggy felt like at the very end. When anyway, sorry, oh, no, I'm just I... nerding out right now. Well, I mean, to sit there and you know, for him to sit there and say the grief is taking over, like. To me, that's another way of him saying, like, it's possessed me. It's taking me over. Yeah. It's, you know, it's controlling me now. Yeah. You know, like, yes, his intentions are still like he wants to bring Christine, but he might not have gone as far as he did if he hadn't 
had all that built up in him and it had yeah. not taken over. So yeah, that was just the way that I was taking it. Especially because like when he was falling down the pit, like he was he was separating and actively like fighting his inner demons yeah. to to destroy them both. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I think it was like a, it was one of those that I mean, kind of like what you just said. It's I mean, any, anybody that goes through some kind of a loss or anything like that, they have their way of, of grieving and some lose themselves to that grief. They just can never get back out of it because it just hits them in a different way. Uh, but it's like you said, that, that very reminisce of like fighting off his, his inner demon, trying realizing at that point, like I need to do this to save, to be better and that kind of thing. So uh, it, it very, very much so in, in that, that kind of way. Since we're there where all that whole final battle was, I, th- that was probably the, the thing that I disliked the most was the ridiculousness of OP Captain Carter oh, was yeah. there at the end with whatever sword that was, yeah. the Infinity yeah. Gauntlet chest piece, Captain America's shield, the Hella's helmet. I'm like, wow, this this bitch is Omac. Yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no. I, I, she, again, like I said, it was like fan service, uh, fanfic for uh, Peggy Carter, uh, like super fan. Uh, I did like the final fight scene only because the note I said it was like really well animated and just plain cool. Yeah. yeah. Um, especially when Clearly. Peggy punches Strange Supreme with the like fistful of yeah of uh, Infinity Stones and it knocks the like de- whatever the demon out of him and like you see like the way they animated that because I want to say that was like a th- mixture of 3D and 2D animation it just looks fucking cool as hell to me when it like all that yeah. smoke and stuff trails back and it's making like all these faces. Yeah. I just, I, I gushed so much about that one scene. I just thought that was really cool. Which I, uh, speaking of faces, did, did y'all catch like that one like point where he was, whenever he was like the demon and he did like, he was shooting it through his hand and he had like a smiley face on his hand. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think that was the spell that he used from the fir- first episode when he was absorbing everything. It it has like oh, really? a face on his hand. Oh, yeah. I just thought oh, it was like, funny. it was just smiling because it was like eating you or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> also, I got to say, it's nice to see uh, Doctor Strange be a fucking force to be reckoned with. Yeah. Because he should be. He's technically not the Sorcerer Supreme in the MCU, but he should fucking be. And he should be a force to be fucking reckoned with. Right. Like, a lot of it was kind of dumb in some of the fights because it's like, yeah, I know the the Infinity Stones technically shouldn't work in this universe, but they've established in the what if they do. So I'm like, Peggy, just snap him and make him go away. Like, what's his face? Did that with Thanos. Like, um... Killmonger did Kill that with Thanos. Yeah, Killmonger. So just like, it's simple. Just snap your fingers and make him go away. <laughs> but whatever. It was still nice to see Strange do like a bunch of cool shit. Yeah. We don't get that a lot in the MCU. So I was really enjoying it. Yeah. Yeah. No, this is Strange on a whole nother level. Like, yeah, definitely. This, even compared to like our Strange in the MCU. This is, yes. And Speaking of Killmonger, I did I did think that that was actually a pretty cool scene, you know, like how they did with Kahori, where she just I did too, and she was like, "Okay, I did I did that." Yeah, but it's like, oh wow, okay, that's a that's a lot to do. Like, I mean, yeah, <laughs> I thought that was that was pretty cool actually. Like, because in this like in this episode, to me, she was 
mean, she was fun to watch. I, I enjoyed her being in there. Yeah. I enjoyed the lack of subtitles. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It was great. Yeah. There was like a one or two in there that she slipped in. There was but... two. Or, yeah, there was two or three. I can handle two or three. It, it yeah. throws me off a little bit because I'm like, wait a second. I'm not looking for this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But two or three. Okay. I, I can. Yeah. I can deal. I can jive. Whole episode. <laughs> Go fuck yourself. <laughs> then uh, one of the, I was kind of cracking up and giggling a little bit uh, with the with the the fight at the end. Just the people going up and down, up and down. I'm like, that's just that's got to suck. Just like, yay all, yay all. <laughs> just let me die <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> or live. Pick one. <laughs> I was glad that Kahori put the portals underneath, and we didn't do a whole yeah. other going back up again. Like, yeah. hey, look at you, good move. Yeah. Figuring that out a little bit. I, I'm with you. Like, I really like Kahori in this. Yeah. Like, this was, she seems like pretty OP, but at the same time, I, I enjoy her character and I enjoy the things that she can do and stuff like that. So, yeah. I don't know that we'll necessarily see her in live action, but it's weird to have created this character quite like you did Captain Carter and not expect to see more of this character, whether it be in season three of What If or in live action. Yeah. I definitely think we'll see her in season three. I If she gets enough traction, we'll see her in live action. I don't think we will, though, because I haven't heard much people talk about like, oh, Kahori is this amazing, cool character. Um, but that's I think that's just due to that episode really didn't delve much into what she really is. I mean, it's more right. just like how she became superpowered and right. the whole sky world and everything. But yeah, anyway. Her origin. Yeah. Yeah. So y'all haven't seen Echo. No. Right. When you first, when you see the first episode of Echo, and I, we'll be talking about it eventually, uh, you'll, I, I kind of see where they could m- possibly bring her in. Oh, okay. Really? So. Now, when we talk about it, we'll get more in depth and y'all have y'all's own opinions and stuff like that. And, and But I'm just, there's stuff that happens within like the first five minutes. I'm like, okay, that's fucking weird. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she's Native American, so I could easily see them somehow establishing a connection there. Well, yeah, but I mean, like, just be one of those, like, okay, so what are the, how are they going to give her powers if like Tesseract's already been? She's already got powers. They just have to bring her into a different universe. Yeah, true. Which Owatu can do that. Like he he sent her back to hers at the end of the episode. Yeah. Speaking of the end of the episode. Oh, did he? I know, right? <laughs> what if? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we got to see the uh the world tree. What is it? What's it? What's, what's Idrisil. That thing, yeah. <laughs> Idris Elba. Yeah. We got to no, see it again. Not Idris Elba. <laughs> I, I think the technical pronunciation is Yggdrasil, but yeah, anyway. Yeah, I had that down as we get to see uh, Idrasil. The trivia is that the final shot for that episode in which the Watcher and Captain Carter look at the tree like multiverse was initially going to be a simple look at the multiverse without the tree design. However, in the first season of Loki, it ended with a similar shot, so they weren't able to use it. However, during the production of the second season of Loki and of What If, the creatives of Loki approached 
uh, the what if creatives and told them about the final ending with the tree design and asked them to use that design. So that's how that ended up in there. It's cool. I feel like it solidifies even more so how this is part of the MCU, but it's so distant from any and yeah. everything else for the most part, which is cool. Like, yeah. If you get down with the animation, which I mean, I mean, that's kind of supposed to be the idea of like the multiverse stuff. And then, like it still yeah. can be all intertwined, but mm-hmm. have absolutely no effect on what you're, what you're watching in the movie theater, basically. Yep. Yeah, your proper MCU. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what's his name? Uh, Eric Voss, New Rockstars. He was talking about how, like, even the, technically, the Spider Verse could exist within the MCU multiverse. He was saying how, like, they showed the, um, the Loki multiverse from Loki season one, not the tree, but they do have it going horizontal or vertical. So it kind of looks like a tree. So they were saying, he was basically saying like, that's the MCU multiverse. And then the, the web of life is basically like webs from branches of a tree that exist within the same like multiverse as well. It's a whole thing. Watch his video. I'll plug him. I mean, he's Three rock stars. <laughs> Go watch his video. <laughs> he's They're cool. That's a cool channel. Yeah, no, I like it. Eric Voss. Yeah. Yes. Y'all were talking about Kill Panther earlier with Kill his... Panther. Yeah, that's what I call him. I think he's called that in the comics as well. Oh, is he? I didn't know that. Yeah, I think like once he... When he becomes like the Black Panther in the comic books, he I think he takes on the moniker Kill Panther. Or that's what he's called. Uh, and That's a dumb name. <laughs> <laughs> but that was, a, that was a cool way to get rid of him. Because I was like, oh, shit. What's... And then Kahori did that. And I was like, Good on you. Yeah. Good yeah. On you. Didn't see that coming at all. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't either. I just, I thought that was pretty cool. Like, cause you got Captain Carter getting all ready, like saying this, like this is going to be a pretty rough battle or something. And then, oh, we're done. <laughs> How is she able to wield the freaking infinity stones, but Tony Stark can't? Cause she's Captain Carter. <laughs> <laughs> Look, girl power ain't got nothing to do with this. Okay. <laughs> I mean, she is a super soldier. She's got that over Tony. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I because again, because this was fan service for Peggy Carter, essentially. I mean, even even Peter Quill had issues holding the Power Stone without you know rocking <laughs> he, he was half celestial, right? Right. <laughs> That's true. I mean, how does uh, Killmonger? He's just a normal fucking dude. <laughs> That's. That's right. I will say she. It was shown that she only used one or two stones at a time, not yeah. the full gamut. Until she balled up her fist with them. Yeah, but she I don't even know if she used it. She just like used the is purple. So I assume it's the power stone and just punched the shit out of out of strange. <laughs> but I don't know. Maybe that's it. Yeah. I, to but be that honest, still didn't you, expel, that still didn't explain uh what's his name? Black Panther. No, it doesn't. To be honest with you, I've thrown everything like logic when it comes to the what if. Because after <laughs> they were like, oh no, the stones can work in these in different universes, I'm like. Okay, so it's just it's just whatever. The Wild West. The stones can work in different universe, but this machine you have to destroy them? No. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Speaking of the Wild West, uh, we saw a cowboy Loki. Right? I would like to know the story there. Uh, I wrote down, good God, it took me forever to like write down a lot of the stuff. So we see cowboy Loki, uh, the great protector... Scarlet Witch, Howard Duck. I wrote down Howard the Scarlet Witch Duck or Scarlet <laughs> Howard the Duck Witch. <laughs> I couldn't tell who it was because it's very, it looks like Namor with a cape or it's the collector. 
I'm not sure from that what if T'Challa was basically Star-Lord uh, okay. episode. I called it Cyborg Rocket. I didn't know what to call him. Uh, Thor Hulk or Asgardian Hulk. Uh, obviously, the return of Zombie Scarlet Witch. Which I did like on that. Like I thought whenever they, they she said that, you know, warning about the zombies <laughs> and Kahori is like, don't worry, zombies are pretty universal. And I was like, don't don't you mean multiversal, maybe? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that is true. Except for in The Walking Dead, ironically. <laughs> yeah, nobody knows. Um, we also see a gnome, which is one of the universal killers, which I thought was funny because that's from the episode of where you see the origin of Strange Supreme. The, one of the first things he absorbs when he's learning that spell is a gnome. And um, apparently it was a universal killer of some sort. <laughs> anyway, the, the, the thing that I like and why I said it felt very Jonathan Hickman is when the zombies are all like surrounding them and they get rid of Scarlet Witch and then all their eyes turn green and Hela shows up and she's like you know like I'm the goddess of death like I can control zombies it felt very much like Black Panther showing up in Jonathan Hickman's Secret Wars yes. and he's like you know I'm I'm the uh whatever the the king of what does he say now I can't even remember now Oh, it's like I'm the king of the underworld or something. I don't know. Anyway, we need to read that comic. But yeah, my note was like, this feels very Jonathan Hickman, Secret Wars. I could see that. I was, I was, man, I saw hell come in and I was like, yes. But then she was bad. And I was like, no. <laughs> when, in that same scene too, when Surtur shows up and he's like, I am Asgard's doom. I'm like, is that all you can say? <laughs> Yeah. Well, I, th- I think it's funny that they kind of picked on that because I was like, yes, yes, we know. Like, <laughs> <laughs> shut up. <laughs> I'm telling you, like, her dialogue, I fucking love. I just, <laughs> I just love it. All the sarcasm. I'm here for it all day. Yeah. I so want her back. So want her back. I think it'd be cool to see if she came back. I'd love for them to do like a super villain team for Secret Wars. I would love to see that yeah. where they they brought back like Ultron and Thanos. Yeah, that would be cool. Hella and the, like the Dark Guardians of the Multiverse. That would be cool. Something, something like that. Oh, they could call it like the Destroyers of the Multiverse or something. Yeah, I like that idea as well. That would just that would be fun. Yeah. So, um, I was going to ask y'all at the start of the episode, we get the Marvel logo, and it's with the What If characters instead. Have they ever done that before? I feel like this was the first time they did that. I. I think they did it last season, but I can't be for certain. It did strike me as odd, though, as well. Because I was like, hey, that's something different. But I feel like they did that. Yeah, I couldn't remember. And I was like, I'm not about to go back and rewatch like every <laughs> episode to see if they did that. You just started for five seconds and you're there. Yeah, but it's a lot. I didn't have I mean, time. I'm saying that and I didn't do it either. <laughs> <laughs> you probably still won't see Moon Knight in there, though. No. Poor Moon Knight. Yeah, they should do a what if Moon Knight was better than the actual show. <laughs> That's what they should do. What if Moon Knight wasn't invincible and there were stakes? <laughs> yeah. Yes, exactly. Like actual stakes. What if we actually showed you the fight scenes instead of blacking out and showing you the aftermath? <laughs> That's great. Yeah. The last thing I have is just at the beginning, Peggy, you know, is still in 1602 and She's drinking and then Strange Supreme shows up and changes it to a single malt scotch. I was just like, she can't get drunk. That's one of the things that 
Steve mentions in the yeah. first Avengers movie <laughs> or first Avenger movie. Wait, we, we, you just answered this. You throw all no, logic out true. the window because okay. it's what if. <laughs> okay. Yeah, that's true. She's like a preteen with some, you know, like margarita mix. They think they're getting lit off of it, but like in actuality, like they're getting white girl wasted. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I thought it was a fun episode, but yeah, I do agree. It was just like. Peggy is the is not only the 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 most powerful being ever, but she's the savior of the multiverse, right? Yeah, but uh, it was still fun to watch. And there's really only one true captain that can save the multiverse. Oh, oh good go. lord! Here we go. That's great. So there is a season three is planned to come out. Y'all have any thoughts of where we may go? Is there anything you want to see from a season three? Uh, well, it, like we were just saying, Moon Knight, and actually a decent Moon Knight, though, would be cool. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, I, I, I honestly didn't, wasn't sure that, that, I didn't know that there was a season three coming, so. Well, there you know. Yeah. <laughs> and knowledge is power. G.I. Joe. <laughs> I do, I have no idea where they're going. For season three, I knew they had a season three. What I would like to see, honestly, I was thinking about this actually when we finished uh, watching the the final episode a couple days ago. I was like, yeah, you know what? I want to see some of the the bad stuff from Phase Four and Phase Five, but like make it more interesting and better. <laughs> Now's a chance to like like do do a, a what if Kamala Khan episode, do a what if She Hulk episode, do a what if Moon Knight episode. Yeah. What else is there? Uh, I, since we're getting Daredevil, I'd love a what if Daredevil episode. I want a what if Spider-Man, but because of Sony, I don't think we'll ever get one. Uh, <laughs> there was a talks of there was going to be like a really dark like Spider-Man what if episode, but they couldn't do it. That would be brief. Well, they're still planning on doing that. I don't even think it's called freshman year anymore. I think it's called yeah. something else now. But they have that Spidey animated series that's coming to Disney+. Plus. Right. And I was honestly super surprised because I was like speculating that we would get a Peter Parqua in 1602. Parqua. <laughs> and uh and we did not. I'm like, how do you have an Avengers team without like how I know you have an Avengers team without Spider-Man, but like Spider-Man, like you've said before, Spider-Man is just Mickey Mouse. Yeah. Like, why are you not using Spider-Man? It's because it's owned by the the one of the stupidest run companies on the face <laughs> of this earth. <laughs> and we'll talk about that more next week. <laughs> right. Right. Whole news episode next week, y'all. And it's going to be fun. Yeah. Um, I think that we'll get something with the zombies. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I think do. in some way, shape, form, or fashion, we'll get that because... There's a rumored Marvel Zombies project coming. Yeah. That's animated. Plus, uh, Scarlet Witch probably got sent back. I don't know where she did, but she probably got sent back to her own reality. And she'll probably, you know, fuck about (laughs) that. That'll probably be an episode (laughs) that tees up the the show. Be cool to see actual Kirkman's story come to life. I don't know that they'll be able to do that, only because 
Kirkman seems to kind of be like a, a fuck off kind of guy. Yeah. <laughs> Especially <laughs> with the Steven Yin stuff that came out, which we'll talk about that probably yeah. next week as well. That was funny. <laughs> he uh he's very he doesn't play well with others, to be honest with you. <laughs> well well he dropped the ball on something. Dro- oh, yeah. Not dropped the ball, but just, you know, blurred something out. I'm sure if you've been on media, you know what we're talking about. Yeah. And uh, I just don't want to spoil it for next week's episode. And he was like, oh, maybe I wasn't supposed to say that. Hey, what the fuck are they going to do to me? They're Marvel. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which is a very, very Kirkman response. <laughs> it was great. It was great. I loved it. Yeah. I absolutely loved it. It was very much just, ah, fuck you. Here's the finger. Yeah. I'm, I got stuff. I got shit to do. Yeah. Well, he, he's, uh, he's worked for them in the past and they haven't had the best relationship to begin with. So. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I look, I, unfortunately, that is like one of the things that happens in the comic book. A lot of times the big, the big threes will fuck over some quote unquote little guys. I know Kirkman technically isn't a little guy, but probably at the time when he was writing it, he wasn't. The right. biggest name. Yeah. Yeah. He's big shit now over there at Dimension. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Big time. So, but yeah, I think they'll do something with the Marvel Zombies or or Marvel Zombies will be saved for Secret Wars Time Error. And I think because the rumor is that we may get like a, a Battle World phase, which I think would be super awesome. Yeah, it would be. And there was a section that was called Marvel Zombies. And it's a whole thing about there's there's like a, a giant wall keeping the zombies back yeah. and it's it's crazy. Yeah, the wall is ma- is the thing is the living embodiment yes. of the thing. Yeah, yeah. I I want so bad them to just make the Jonathan Hickman Secret Wars for live action. It was made to be like this dope ass movie and it's very cinematic the way it was like written and like drawn and all that stuff. So I just uh-huh. I really want to see it in live action. I hope we get something close to it but i would love like tv series and animated stuff to be sections of battle world yeah that would be, i, I yeah. would honestly love that like and i think it would fit really well for a two-part secret wars story kind of thing movie wise and then have tv shows between that are like meanwhile in battle world <laughs> yeah i agree <laughs> so Cool. Do y'all recommend anybody watch the season of What If? Yeah, I mean, I would. I, I've enjoyed What If altogether. I mean, yeah, obviously, like any any series, you're going to have your ups and downs a little bit, but overall, I was, yeah, I was, I enjoyed it. So I would definitely recommend it. Yeah, I would too. <laughs> I've tried recommending it to certain people and they don't want to watch it. So I was like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's this weird hang up like cartoons apparently for children in America that's the way we think here oh. it annoys the shit out of me <laughs> but uh, anyway yeah I would recommend it I got tired of watching my kids stuff the other day because we've been you know iced in for a couple of days and yeah. I was like you know what no we're not watching Elsa anymore and no we're not watching whatever my son was wanting to watch <laughs> and I was like we're watching Batman the Image series that's happening. Yeah. So that's what it turned on. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. I was like, this is good parenting right here. I would say for season two, my recommendation would be to watch the Kahori episode, watch the two Peggy Carter episodes, and then watch the finale. You're good. That's all you really need. Fuck the rest. 
Uh, no, I absolutely not. You should not watch the Hydra Stomper episode. Fuck that episode. <laughs> I'm just saying, just if you want, like, definitely 1602, even though I don't like it, but just to get an idea of, like, Peggy and how she gets to the very end. And then if you want to know how she got to 1602, watch the Hydra Stomper. I enjoyed the Hydra Stomper episode. They show but, how she gets into 1602 at the very beginning of the episode. A portal open. Uh, Scarlet Witch summons her and it opens a portal and sucks her through. That's all you need. Like, like that's the most you need to watch of, of Hydra Stomper. <laughs> Hydra Stomper, that was a good episode. I liked it. <laughs> Absolutely not. <laughs> cool. Y'all got anything else? Nope. No, I, I'm good. Sorry. I just had like a blank moment. That's where you have a vote here. <laughs> like this, it's not. Yeah. <laughs> Jeremy, where can they find you at? Uh, they can find me on Twitch under the handle Night Fury GTO. That's Night with a K. And you can find me here. Awesome. Richard, where can they find you at? You played any more Spider-Man? Ooh. I did. Yay! <laughs> Yay! <laughs> it wasn't, wasn't a lot, but I did play some. So. <laughs> well, at least we're moving along. He begrudgingly does this now whenever he's like, oh, I got to play some Spider-Man before Richard asks me again. Yes, exactly. <laughs> I, I'm holding his yeah. feet to the fire. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, uh, if you want to contact me directly, I have an X, the platform formerly known as Twitter, an Instagram, and a Threads. My handle is Night Curry, Night like day and night, and Curry with a K. If you want to contact us directly, we have a Gmail. Our Gmail is comicallycomicspodcast at gmail.com. And if you want to check us out on YouTube, TikTok, and Instagram, you can check us out under the name Comically Comics Podcast. And if you want to check us out on X, the platform formerly known as Twitter, you can check us out under the name Comically Comics with an X. Awesome. That's what you should have played for your kids. They wouldn't get it. <laughs> <laughs> you can find me on Instagram and eBay and shortbox22 underscore comics. You can also find me on YouTube at 22 comics. Thank you all so much for listening. Hope you enjoyed it as much as we did making it. Well, that being said, think about Jeremy. Bye, Jeremy. <laughs> Bye, Jeremy. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on, you guys. I actually have another power. I can see into the future, too, but better than Cab. Let me try. God damn it, Carmen, you can't keep making up powers. Yeah, dude, that's like the fifth power you've come up with. I am Burag, and I have lots and lots of powers. No, asshole. From now on, you only get to have one power. So what is it? I have the power to have all the powers I want. That doesn't count, fat ass. Yeah, that's it, Carmen. You don't get to have any powers. Meh.